0: Stay Doomed is part of the IWEP Podcast Network.
1: Good evening, grave robbers, and welcome back to the Television Graveyard. We are your TV necromancers, Lara Prince and Noah Houlihan. We have come here tonight to examine the spirits of past television shows, to find out which ones could be resurrected, should be resurrected, and which ones should stay doomed. This is a podcast in which we will analyze the history, the hype, and the aftermath of shows that ran only one season or only one episode. With me, as always, is TV's Noah Houlihan.
0: Nothing is only a game.
1: We are doing Cybermania 94. Yes, since we created this show,
0: I've wanted to do an award show. An award show that ran only one time. Yes, and we
1: could, but that we could find the actual t- one time it ran.
0: Yeah, we couldn't find a real good one for a while. I wanted to do the uh, the Comedy Central Awards. I wanted to do uh, the Man Awards that Spike TV did, and uh, there was a couple other ones I wanted to do that turned out did happen more than once, like the uh, the VH1 You Pick Awards. Yeah, uh, so I. had... Pretty much given up on my dreams until we watched Botchamania.
1: Yeah, thank you to Botchamania for this. Who
0: brought up the existence of Cybermania 94, the ultimate video game award show.
1: Yes, this was the first video game award show. Yes. And this aired on Saturday, November 5th, 1994.
0: 1994. So, before we jump into this, let's pour one out.
1: Okay, so what is more 90s than Snapple iced tea?
0: That makes sense.
1: So I made a cocktail with Snapple iced tea and 99 peaches.
0: Okay. Does, uh, does it have a name?
1: Uh, I'm going to call it the Cyber Story.
0: The Cyber Story. How is
1: it? It mostly tastes like Snapple. I feel like the peach is going to show up at the bottom.
0: That makes sense. I just, I went real simple and I went with uh, Coke and 99 bananas. And I call it, it's a banana. What could it cost? $5? <laughs> That'll make sense later.
1: Yes. So I wanted to go, I, I wanted to try to figure out how to make like fake Zima.
0: Oh my God. But I
1: ran out of time to figure out how to do that.
0: Yeah. Zima was like the original like wine cooler. It was like a weird clear alcoholic beverage.
1: Yeah. It was really more like the original smeared off ice. Yeah. Yeah. And it was supposed to be kind of um, like the elevated way to drink a beer. Yeah. It got a bad rap from men for being a girly drink. Mm-hmm. I actually had a friend whose frat nickname was Zima. Oh, really? Yes. <laughs> That's funny. Long after Zima's had stopped being sold, so they had to go for a deep cut reference to insult my friend. Yeah, for real. So the intro to this looks a lot like Bill Nye the Science Guy, which did come first. Okay. I looked it
0: up. It is a lot of Jonathan Taylor Thomas, who you might know. It's
1: a from, lot, period.
0: Well, yeah, first off, it is a lot. Uh, and But it is a lot of Jonathan Taylor Thomas, who you might know from Home Improvement, or Huck and Finn, or the voice of young Simba in The Lion King. In an extreme close-up, using some 90s slang. Yes. Just her him going,
1: The game of the Yes! What are you waiting for? Cool. Very cool. Whoa! Awesome cool move. Wow! Dare to go with dragon and win. Jonathan Taylor Thomas was 13 when this was done.
0: That makes sense.
1: Um, and it shows.
0: Yeah, he is a child.
1: He's pretty decent for being a 13 year old hosting. And this was in the like early to mid 90s when we kind of were in still the Nickelodeon star era not the super polished Disney star era. Yeah. So child stars in the nineties were a little rougher around the edges before we yeah. get into like and when I say the Disney star really the Nickelodeon stars turned into this too in the like iCarly Victorious Well this the is, Dan Schneider era, if you will.
0: This is a time where there are very few shows where the kid is the main character.
1: Yes, and he's not the main character in his show either.
0: No, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like, the child stars come from sitcoms where they are not the focal point. Yes. Like, even in things like, if we're going way back, Leave it to Beaver, like, it was about the family, even though it was named after the beaver.
1: Yeah, I think the sole outlier in this of network where the child is the lead would be Boy Meets World. Yeah. I think that would be the sole outlier of that. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Until we start getting into, like, all That, which I believe is airing at this point.
0: Right, but I would not say that the kids on All That all that, are anywhere near the celebrity as like a Jonathan Taylor Thomas, who also was like a huge standout.
1: Yeah, and he's coming off being the voice of young Simba. Like, right. that's that year. So we get a Miramar production short of The Gate to the Mind's Eye, which switches back and forth between being a little CGI short and VR that looks like the regal movie theater opening? Yes. Do you remember that, like... I think AMC later did one, but I always think about it as being a regal thing.
0: The the roller coaster. Yes. Yeah, of course.
1: And how you and your dopey teenage friends would... Hands up. Man. Hands up and then, Woo. like, sway to it. Yeah. And then, like, big fake scream when the popcorn pops. Yeah. Because you're obnoxious and you're 15. Mm-hmm. So... It looks like that. It's being filmed in Universal Studios Hollywood.
0: Yes, not Florida.
1: Which I think partially is because they couldn't one, it's easier to get people to come to California.
0: Yeah, because they're already there.
1: Two, they probably didn't want to film in Nickelodeon Studios. Yeah, that Because it would a lot have made sense. it look too childish. Mm-hmm. So Jonathan Taylor Thomas is co-hosting with Leslie Nielsen.
0: Yes, from Naked Gun Fame. I think we'd also just be coming off Surf
1: Ninjas in 1994, if if my if my memory serves. I believe Surf Ninjas is 93. Okay. So I think you're right. Surf Ninjas is one of like two movies I saw in theaters with my dad. Yeah. Because my dad was not a big uh, movie theater person. Mm-hmm. So he's he, having a good time yeah. at 93, 94. This is uh, Naked Gun 33 and a Half. Uh, this is Dra- oh, this is right before Dracula Dead and loving it. Right. So, he's in a lot of little things. He's in Bad Golf. My way. Is
0: this right after Surf Ninjas? Like I thought.
1: Or- uh, Surf Ninjas is in 1993. So yes. Okay.
0: So uh, the reason I bring that up is Leslie Nielsen plays the bad guy in a film called Surf Ninjas, and part of that was like a magical Game Gear. Yes. So, I Which wanted to bring that. I
1: had a Game Gear, and I was super hyped that I had a Game Gear just like the Surf Ninjas. Yeah. Uh, because my parents thought a Game Boy was a waste of money because it didn't have color. It
0: didn't have color. So,
1: Game Gear was clearly the better We're, system. It was
0: a waste of batteries because it took six double A's.
1: No, my parents got me an AC adapter. Oh, I got an and AC if adapter, I, too, and because if I was, of that. If I was home, I had to use the AC adapter. Yeah. Even if I had to be in a slightly less comfortable position to be near an outlet. Oh, yeah. Like the, that was, the cord
0: was not long enough.
1: No. Uh, it's amazing the things you remember.
0: Well yeah. I played a lot of Game Gear.
1: Uh, I, like, little kid MacGyvered an extension cord. hmm And my mom comes out, and I have, like, a 10-foot extension cord because I needed an extra, like, 8 inches. Of course. To get to where I wanted to lay in my room. And the extension cord was an outside extension cord, so it was filthy, and my mom was furious.
0: Well, the point I'm trying to make is this is me desperately trying to explain a single good reason why old man Leslie Nielsen is going to be the host of the Video Game Awards. I want to say Leslie Nielsen is a pro. Yes. Because... He's
1: super game.
0: The first thing that happens is they walk out. Jonathan Taylor Thomas... Stands in the wrong place. And Leslie Nielsen just kind of grabs him and slightly moves him into camera. Yes. And I was like, that's a pro.
1: Leslie Nielsen's awesome. Without embarrassing him.
0: So I was like, all right, cool. Let's see what this show's going to be. And the first person, the first guest star
1: we get is Hillary Clinton. But sort of. It's a impersonator as to the Chief plays. And she like says something about like, yay, computers. Yes. And then uh, it's not plugged in. Leslie Nielsen plugs it in and blows up the computer. And the
0: computer explodes.
1: And she has the cartoon explosion in her face look. Yes. Uh, which is a, like a cool moment. I'm like, oh, that was a quick effect. That's neat.
0: Yeah. If you look really close, you can see her like quickly wipe her face. Yeah. And, and put on like the, the dirt.
1: But it, it's a good quick effect. They
0: do it really quickly. Uh, so And
1: then Nielsen goes, I sure hope she has health insurance. And the next three minutes of the oh. broadcast are blurred out by stage smoke.
0: Yes. Uh, the health insurance bit, don't get it anymore. It's 1994.
1: And I feel like a lot of the target audience for this wouldn't get it.
0: That, you bring up the biggest question, which is, who is the target audience for this? Because the first thing we establish is computers can explode and kill you.
1: (laughs) Because at this point in the show, I think it it was supposed to be teenagers. I will change my mind on this three or four times.
0: Yes, We're then told we can still vote, which unfortunately I found out, I did some research, not true. We were not able to vote in these awards still. Uh, It's
1: previously recorded on the uh, thing.
0: Yeah, but you could vote via a 900 number.
1: Or prodigy or services prodigy. network online.
0: And I was like, oh, I hadn't heard those words in a while.
1: Oh, and sidebar. Uh, so I just want to put a quick content warning on this. If you are, if you uh, suffer from seizures or epilepsy, please do not watch this. Oh yes. Um, it's there's moments where I'm like, oh, like I do not suffer from either of those conditions. And there's a few moments where I was like, I can't, I can't, yeah,
0: I can't look at this anymore. Uh,
1: so that's just a quick. Uh, be careful with this. It's actually really a lot. Yeah, and then we we then
0: get explained that we're going to see throughout the show these little specials called Cyber Stories. Tonight, we'll also be taking a look at the future of gaming and interactive entertainment through some remarkable video packages called Cyber Stories. Which, they will never use that term again.
1: No. <laughs> and I want to point out, these all look like If you and I were trying to make a parody of something from the 1990s... Yes. Like, if we made one of these today Mm -hmm. using the same styles, Mm -hmm. our audience would be like, ha, 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 very funny. This is so over the top. Yeah. A lot of Dutch angles, a lot of, like, radical lighting.
0: Yes. I'm going to steal a joke from a college humor video because there's a college humor video where they watch this, and it was the perfect quote to explain what this was i don't remember the 90s being this 90s
1: yo i was like yeah like the camera is like always crooked and zooming in now i know i told you uh if you're epileptic don't watch this however if you are throwing a 90s theme party uh this is what you want in the
0: background oh yeah
1: this is a hundred percent what you want Like, Mm. just kind of playing that you're not paying attention to. Yeah. Because the visuals are so 90s that this is kind of perfect background It's unbelievably 90s.
0: And what this first cyber story is, is a guy who looks like Randall from Clerks, but is not Randall
1: from Clerks, in a warehouse or a boxing ring. Uh, There's a basketball hoop. Oh, it's a basketball hoop. Because they project video games onto the uh, backboard. Basically explaining what video games are.
0: Nothing is only a game. Ask anyone. The essence of any great game, tennis, chess, Sonic, anything, is the ability to lose yourself in it until there's only you in the game and you're the one in charge. Your moves, your decisions will make the difference. Do it right, you're the hero. Do it wrong. Either way, it's your game. That's what this program is about. There's a whole universe of interactive media available
1: today that'll let you do anything from learning French to piloting a starship. Uh, I have a note that you say, oh, they're still trying to sell the audience on video games. On video games. So then now we are wondering who the target audience for this is again, because now I'm thinking, is this supposed to be something you watch with the whole family of trying to bring the parents in?
0: Yeah, because... Like, what they're saying is stuff like, you know, video games are unique experiences. We get to come over. We can overcome different challenges. We can be anyone and do anything. It's like, I'm, I'm at an award show for this. Yeah. I know what this is. That would be weird for me to be like, what are video games?
1: My thought is that they were trying to... Teenagers might have been like, I want to watch the video game awards. Mm-hmm. But this is... Back when you still maybe only had two or three TVs tops in a household. We had three TVs in my household. And that was a lot. So my,
0: my other theory is this aired originally on a Saturday. Yes. Right? So this would have aired after WCW Saturday Night. Okay. Which was their most popular show. So chances are there would be a lot of people... Who just left the TV on after WCW Saturday Night. So they were trying to convince those people, like, hey, you might not know what a video game is, but these are, these things are cool. Yeah. Which I thought was an interesting strategy.
1: <laughs> yeah, so uh, we actually get our first award being presented. And it's presented yes. by Matthew Perry... And Hillary Swank from the next Karate Kid. Hillary Swank is here. And this is the most famous duo we're gonna get. Yes. And that's mostly because Hillary Swank is retroactively famous. Yes. So we get the best action adventure games, and the nominees are. All
0: right, I have them all here. I do too. Okay. Uh, for first off, listener, this is the best action game. Think how many nominees there should be. <laughs> The nominees are Doom. That's a classic. All right, cool. Mega Race. I kind of remember Mega Race. Okay, all right. Return to Zork. The remake of the text adventure game. Yes. Okay. Jump Raven. What? (laughs) Critic Path? Critical Path. Critical, sorry. Critical Path.
1: Which is a full motion video game. Street
0: Fighter 2. Because fighting game as a genre got tied into action game. Tomcat Alley. And then Super Metroid. Yes. <laughs> One of the greatest games of all time. Yeah. Loses to Doom. Yes. <laughs> Unbelievable. Uh, so, the things I want to say about this is one, what are half these games? Yeah. <laughs> like, I watched this, I was like, I want to go do a stream where I'd play all of these games and be like, yeah, let's see if Tom Cat Alley and Jump Raven are almost as good as Super Metroid. <laughs> uh, two, they don't have envelopes because it's the future.
1: Yeah, they have like little. Like palm pilot. It's like a things. palm
0: pilot. That's but it's huge.
1: That they, that some of the presenters were not taught how to
0: use. No. And then the uh, the people receiving the award, no speech. It's just under thirty thanks. seconds. Uh, th- thank, thank you thank you so much for this. Thank you. Thank you on behalf of everybody at Ed Software, we'd like to thank the Academy for this award. We're honored. Thank you very much. Yes. Because, like, if you make video games...
1: Especially if you were making video games in the 90s. In
0: 1994. You weren't known for your public speaking skills. (laughs) I'm not known for my public speaking skills, because I say speeching.
1: Yes, this was when some of the stereotypes were a little closer to true. Right. When you didn't really need to be a showman to make video games. Right. Uh, Now we kind of have more... Dynamic personalities coming into these things. Yeah. Like, even what we watched... We watched the uh, trailer for Choo Choo Charlie yesterday. Yes. And it's one guy, but he clearly had to, like, learn to, you know, Mm -hmm. present the game. Because he has to sell the game now in a way that devs didn't have to do in the 90s.
0: Well, nowadays you also have... Like the game developer celebrities. You have Kojima, you have Moyamoto, uh, excuse me, I can't talk today. You have Cliffy B, you have Gabe Newell. Like, yes. those are names in this sphere that people just know. Like, they're not quite household names. Yeah. But, like, there is an element of when Death Stranding wins an award, you can think to yourself, good for Kojima. Not in 1994.
1: (laughs) Exactly. Uh, I totally agree. Plus, now we have more game-adjacent celebrities. Yeah. So even if you don't... If Kojima doesn't want to present, he can just, you know, shove Norman Reedus out there. Yes. For uh, Cyberpunk. Or Cyberpunk?
0: Yeah, Cyberpunk when we had uh, Keanu Keanu. Reeves saying you're beautiful.
1: Yeah, for some reason... yeah, Cyberpunk 2077. I... We were talking about Cybermania.
0: <laughs> you thought you had just conflated that I name. I did.
1: So then we get the first cutaway to different gaming meccas, so different yes. like big arcades. So we're at Virtual Land in the Luxor Hotel in Las Vegas with Sean Alex Thompson.
0: Yeah, no idea who this gentleman is. Well,
1: first he doesn't realize that JTT is thrown to him. Yes. So we get one of those great awkward stares into yeah. the camera. Yeah, live, pal. He calls the gamers cyberpunks.
0: Yeah. This shows that they have no idea what they're supposed to be doing.
1: Oh, this part's so funny to me.
0: Because we have this guy who is trying to interview people playing arcade games. So everyone he's talking to has their back to the camera and is trying to win a video game.
1: Yes, uh, he asks a child called Damien about doing well in Mortal Kombat, and the distraction visibly costs Damien the game. Yeah, you watch him die. <laughs> uh, and he's talking to a couple of kids playing uh, NBA Jam, and one of them has a tip sheet sitting on the uh, cabinet. Yeah. You remember that? Remember when you used to like have a little tip sheet on yeah. the cabinet?
0: And he tries to explain like how to get codes in... Uh NBA Jam, because it was one of those games where, kind of like Blitz... Yeah. ...where you could, like, during the load screen, hit a bunch of buttons and all of a sudden their heads are real big.
1: Yeah, or, Uh, like, you could unlock certain characters. uh,
0: Bill and Hillary Clinton.
1: (laughs) Hmm. Sean also accosts a young man named Daniel who's trying to play Super Street Fighter. Yes. And the kid just ignores him. Yes. Because he saw what happened to Damien.
0: Yeah, he's not losing on TV.
1: And so then Sean gives a tip on how to play as Akuma, but he goes through it so fast. Oh, well, we got a little tip just in here. Oh, this works perfectly, because that's another one. Street Fighter 2. What's your name? Daniel. Daniel. Just Okay, an exclusive for
0: Cybermaniacs on Super Street Fighter 2, the arcade game. If you want to play Akuma, uh, make sure your machine is on free select speed. Choose your speed. Highlight Rue. Count to five. Move to t Hawk. Count to five. Move to Kite. And... We're out of there, I think. We've got to... Uh, my guess is the idea was, what do gamers like? And I, I think they looked through, like, a GamePro magazine. Yeah. And they're like, okay, they like hints on how to play games and, like, cheat codes. Mm-hmm. So this guy who has no idea what Street Fighter is, who Akuma is, and what this code entails, rattles off this insane code... With no visual content. No. Context. Like, back in the day, I used to watch uh, these videos for uh, WrestleMania, the arcade game. Yeah. And, like, The Undertaker would pop up and be like,
1: I have one more bonus mayhem move The Demon
0: Dizzy. Hit down, away, and kick. Rest in peace. And when they would do that, they would show it on the screen Yes. and show the button prompts. They didn't have him screaming over an arcade. <laughs> yes. I also want to point out that the Sean Alex Thompson guy refers to the gamers as
1: cyberpunk
0: people at one point. Oh, he
1: also calls them cyberpunk.
0: Cyberpunk I can get away with, but he's something like, oh, you know how these people are.
1: Jason, you have, you have a tip sheet or something? Let me see that, what
0: you've got there. This guy's got a, these people take this very seriously. That kind of slipping into, this isn't going well. Video game nerds are someone you can make fun of. It's an easy joke, so I'll just do that. Mm-hmm. You can't do that here, dude. You're in the wrong spot for this. It's just, it's one of those things where, like, as a comedian that does genre-based comedy. Yeah. You gotta know that, like, the crap that your audience puts up with. And that they are not gonna find it funny. Yes. Uh, I've probably told this story before. But when I performed at the Lego convention, (laughs) uh, I did a bunch of material that bombed. About Legos, and I was making all these jokes about Legos, and I actually said at one point, if you guys stop, don't start laughing, I'm going to stop doing jokes about Legos, and I got applause, so I started doing jokes about other things, and then I got off stage, and uh, someone came up to me, he's like, you're really brave to get up there, which is how you say you did terribly in comedy,
1: yeah, it's He's not like, like an old Amy Schumer bit, too. Like, Oh, you're brave. So brave. Like,
0: I wasn't going for brave. I was going for funny. And what he then said to me was, it was like nails on a chalkboard hearing you say the word Legos. It's Lego. And... Usually when I tell that story to people, they're like, wow, what a jerk. It's like, no, that's the thing they put up with all the time. And then they're at the place where they shouldn't have to put up with that.
1: Yeah, like you came into their house.
0: Yeah. So it's like, oh, this again? It, it's kind of like when a comedian comes into Philly and wants to make jokes about uh, throwing snowballs at Santa. Yeah. It's like, yeah, we know. We were here for this. Yes. So like... You can't make the these people, these nerds joke here. (laughs) That's who's supposed to be here.
1: Ah. So we also now find out the award nominees for best overall game, which to me kind of spoils the other awards. You'd think. Because I would think if you were nominated for best overall, you would win your category. Right. Unless another one was uh, nominated in the same category. So we have Doom, Mortal Kombat. NBA Jam and Street Fighter 2 now Street Fighter 2 lost Doom already at this point
0: yes we've already seen that happen once Uh, now I will say that at least for this category best overall game these are all classics it's not like we have a Raven Jump in here (laughs) as best overall game yeah Uh, and two since voting is
1: open still Mm mm-hmm
0: you can kind of understand it's like you just saw Doom lose to Street Fighter 2. If you want Street Fighter 2 to win... Hashtag you,
1: justice for Street Fighter 2.
0: You have to vote now. You mean pound signed?
1: Pound signed justice for Street Fighter 2. <laughs> this is 1994.
0: Yeah. So... Uh, we then get an IBM commercial because the commercials are in this.
1: Yeah, and I get to relive the power and the glory Of running to get a snack during the commercial. (laughs) Because I don't actually watch any of the commercials on this round.
0: Really? Because we see this IBM commercial with Paul Scheer.
1: Paul Reiser. Paul
0: Reiser, excuse me. Every time we go to commercial. We do. Then have another cyber story that they don't call a cyber story called Then and Now.
1: Yes. And it shows... Well, first, Leslie Nielsen does a bit where he's talking... And there's just a guy in a blue balloon behind him.
0: Oh, that's what I meant by man in balloon. Yes. <laughs> I didn't understand what that note meant, so I skipped over it. Yeah, they do this, these bits, because I think the theme theme of the show is chaos. Yes. Is like anything can happen. So anytime Leslie Nielsen comes out and talks, shenanigans happen behind him. Yeah. And there's just a man in a blue balloon like jumping around. And uh, Leslie Nielsen gets upset and pops it. And that's kind of the bit. Yeah. And then we throw to Then and Now, which is supposed to be like a history of video games.
1: Yeah, it opens in a shot of Pong that that gets an applause break. Yeah. People are like, yo, it's Pong!
0: It almost felt like an in-memorial section. Like, oh, I remember Pong. Pong served us well.
1: Yes. Yeah. Oh, Yar's Revenge. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it, I don't have any other notes about the then and now feature. Yeah,
0: it's it's just a strange thing to see where in 2022, we're watching them being like, and now the games of today, 1994, we have Super Mario Brothers.
1: So then um, Jonathan Taylor Thomas introduces Mr. My Friend Jeff Liebowitz. Who introduces uh, cyberspace? Talks about the Cybermania chat room. How to vote with the nine hundred numbers. Yes. And someone on stage's voice cracks, mm. and it's not the thirteen-year-old. <laughs> nope.
0: If you're not a prodigy member, you can still interact with us by voting with the nine hundred numbers you've seen on your screen. I'll keep you up
1: to date throughout throughout the evening uh, on voting on the Cybermania Central backstage.
0: Jeff Lewis goes through puberty.
1: Yeah. Jonathan Taylor Thomas do, like, is still a professional and does not laugh in this man's face. Yeah. Which I probably would have. Um, so then we get the best CD game. CD-ROM game.
0: Yes. This, to me, is so confusing. Because you're going from sorting the games by genre to sorting the games by medium. Platform, media. yeah. Yeah, which is so weird to just be like... This is a great action game, but it was also on a disc, so we'll separate it. Very strange.
1: And this is presented by uh, Lark Voorhees, better known as Lisa Turtle, from Saved by the Bell. (laughs) Yes.
0: Uh, And the nominees are... Miss.
1: I bet that wins. You know,
0: the game that's up for best game overall? The Seventh Guest. Megaris. Return to Zork. And Escape from Cyber City. And the winner is... The Seventh Guest! Oh my god! The Seventh Guest wins out of nowhere. And I actually have uh, a special relationship with that game. Okay. Because uh, my crush in sixth grade, uh, Ashley, uh, she had the Seventh Guest.
1: Shout out to Ashley, I'm gonna fight you.
0: And... uh, All I wanted to do was play this game because it sounded so cool. And she would, like, play it and then come and talk to me about it. She's like, yeah, I'm trying to figure out this puzzle. There's this, 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 and this. And then without seeing the game, I was trying to solve the puzzles. And then I finally got to go over her house. And she wasn't allowed to play it anymore because it gave her nightmares.
1: Oh, no. So I put a lot
0: of work into that relationship to not get to play The Seventh Guest. (laughs) Uh, and there's also a sequel to it called The Eleventh Hour. If you'd like to see me stream that on Twitch, let me know. <laughs> uh, but, and fulfill my childhood fantasy. Uh, but it's very strange to see Mist. Because first off, it's Mist! Right? <laughs> uh, go down to the seventh guest in this.
1: Then we get our first cutaway to child prodigy Michael Carney fighting Santa Barbara mayor Hal Conklin in a game of Sim City
0: yes a uh, couple things I want to say about this
1: I got a big one so let's see what you
0: say uh, first first off uh they clear this is when I realized oh my god no one thought about how to capture footage yeah because throughout this entire show we see none of their seeing gameplay footage is a rarity Like, we see it for the nominees, because I'm guessing they got it from the company that produced the game. But, like, the best we see here is a shot of a computer monitor playing uh, SimCity. I was like, you really probably should have thought of this if this was going to be one of your big things you were doing.
1: Yes. Two. Um, Okay. Uh,
0: uh, Child Prodigy Michael. Uh, I had actually been familiar with this kid before because he appeared on Oprah. Makes sense. And I remember him saying, "Like, well, what you're such a genius." He he graduates college at like ten. Yeah. At a ridiculous, it might be 12, but it's a ridiculously young age he graduates college. He's the youngest person to ever graduate college. And they ask him, "Well, what do you want to be when you grow up?" And he says, "A game show host." They did actually make a pilot with him as a game show host that doesn't exist anywhere.
1: Yeah, he graduated his undergraduate at 10. At
0: 10! He's crazy smart. He's so smart that he did not appear to have a Twitter.
1: He got a master's degree in biochem at age 14. And uh, by 16, he was a TA. Yes!
0: Like, the kid is brilliant.
1: PhD at 22.
0: But I wanted to reach out to him about his game show, but he does not appear to have a Twitter, so I could not get a hold of him.
1: He did. He has kind of been uh, making money on uh, being on game shows. Yes. Uh, there's not really much go. We don't really know much what he does after, based on just a quick dive on his Wikipedia. Uh, I don't really know what he does after he gets his PhD.
0: Yeah. He should be a chaser.
1: He should.
0: He should be a chaser.
1: That legitimately would be... Now that we have an American chase, Mm -hmm. he legitimately should be a chaser. I
0: mean, I I want... I'm going to be real with you guys just for a moment, a little peek behind the scenes. I don't have a lot of notes after this moment because while we were watching this, I tried really hard to try to contact this kid who's not a kid anymore.
1: He's a couple years older than we are.
0: Yeah. So.
1: So the thing I actually have a note here is uh, Michael gets to be mayor of Santa Barbara for a day if he wins. Yes. Mayor Conklin gets, quote, Michael's services for a day if he wins. And I was like, ooh, one, are we still doing phrasing?
0: (laughs) Two. This is why we started doing phrasing.
1: (laughs) Two. It sounds like either the way, the kid interns. Yeah. Because like... You're not going to have him do serious business mayor stuff that day. Right. So it's going to be like, okay, you're going to go cut the ribbon at a car dealership or something. Mm -hmm. So after this cutaway, a car alarm goes off. Leslie Nielsen goes to investigate it, and we have an entire bit that doesn't make any freaking sense. No. He sees the Doc Brown character actor, because this is Universal Studios Hollywood. Yes. So just the guy who's paid to walk around and be Doc Brown. And then he wanders into the Wild West stunt show. Yes. And does the Buster Keaton bit, where he sits on TNT, uh, like sits on the plunger, blows up the set behind him, and it falls through, and Leslie Nielsen's unharmed because the window falls through him. Yes. So after this odd cutaway, we see just Jonathan Taylor Thomas laugh and shake his head, like, oh, that wacky Leslie Nielsen. Well, he actually says something like... You know, uh, Leslie, those, uh, those cowboys were only actors. Uh, I know. (laughs) So then uh, we get another cyber story. Yes. And it's focusing on the CGI in the film The Mask, which had been a big summer hit.
0: Yes. So now it's a little confusing because perhaps this isn't just about video games now. It's about technology. It's just about technology. It's like, yeah, we're bringing cartoons to life with The Mask. What? Why? Why? What are we? What are we doing? Does did you just want to promote this film? Because that's fine, I guess. There was a video game.
1: But what's odd about the mask is the mask was a summer release, so like the mask is pretty much out of the huh update. Okay. Uh, the mask returned to theaters a week after the video game awards. Really? Yeah, I looked at Box Office Mojo, and its official run seems to end October 2nd. Its release date was July 29th. Again, movies ran longer back then. It had a solid two-month run. And then it comes back November 11th to 13th, exactly a week later. So this might have been promoting a week-long re-release. Yeah,
0: maybe it was trying to win an Oscar for special
1: effects. It could have been trying to win an Oscar for special effects. It could have been trying to uh, drum up a little bit of holiday business. Maybe. Ahead of the holiday releases. It could have been trying to edge out another movie to be one of the top 10 movies of the year. Because it does finish number 8 for top grossing movies of 94. Um, Lion King is the top grossing film of the year. Surprise. (laughs) Surprise. So... The next, uh, the next one we get is best portable game. Yes. And one of the, it's I don't know the male. I never got the male presenter, but the female presenter is Sarah Chalk. Yes. At the time from Roseanne, but we would know her best as being Elliot from Scrubs. Yes.
0: Uh, just quick note: she is the second Becky on Roseanne. Do Do you know this? Because yes, this is great like TV uh, uh, trivia. Is they replace Becky in Roseanne with the girl who would play Elliot Reed, And then they brought the original Becky back. And then they just decided to like randomly switch who was playing Becky episode to episode. Yes. Just for fun. (laughs) And like nobody got it. But Roseanne thought it was funny. (laughs) So she comes out and she's going to give us best portable game.
1: The nominees are...
0: We have Aladdin, and then they show footage of Aladdin Super Nintendo. Yes. Uh, Wario Land. Home Alone.
1: And that one looks bad.
0: It is one of the epically worst video games. Donkey Kong and Link's Awakening. One of the greatest games of all time was recently remastered for the Switch.
1: So then I fall down a hole because I noticed that these are all varying color and Game Boy colors are not going to be introduced for another four years. Yes. All the footage they take from this is from the Super Game Boy, which is Super Nintendo add-on.
0: Yes, I kind of had that theory because basically it's... A thing you can put Game Boy games into. Yes. And then put that into your Super Nintendo. Which is awesome. Yes. We own one.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Why am I not surprised? <laughs> also, I'm going to set up the SNES later. Okay. And play with that. Because I still, have, I still have all my Game Boy games. Yes. So, uh, I only had portable systems growing up. Mm-hmm. Uh, I had the Game Gear that we talked about. And then uh, in 1999, I get a Game Boy Color for getting straight A's. Nice. Uh, I was not allowed to have a sit-down system because my parents were afraid I'd never leave the house again. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, in my home is everyone. Yes, except all for, of them. Except for the Xbox uh, Series X. Yes. Or whatever the new Xbox is, because yeah. I'm not an Xbox person. No, we are not. So. Uh, the winner is Aladdin.
0: <laughs> Over Link's Awakening. <laughs> What, like, I, it, this could be power of hindsight, but, like, the idea, the argument with Aladdin is which is better, SNES or Sega Genesis, because they are greatly different games. Yes. Nobody goes, ep-ep, Game Gear. Never. No. <laughs> Never. Oh, because that's the, the thing that's important, is they're all uh, Game Boy games except for Aladdin, which is Game Gear, which is why they probably couldn't get footage, because it's harder to get footage off of a Game Gear. Yeah. So they took... And they already had the Super Nintendo out. So they probably just took footage of Aladdin SNES. Which is sinful. Like, just... We know how sinful that is.
1: So... We get another cutaway to another gaming mecca. We go to Sports World outside of New York City. It's up in North Jersey. And this time the host... Is a 24-year-old Will Arnett. Will Arnett. Which I knew going in. So I was kind of just waiting for him. It
0: blew my mind to see Will Arnett. Because when
1: I did the preliminary research before we started to watch this, I was like, it can't be the same Will Arnett. And I click on his IMDb thing and I was like, oh my God, it's Will Arnett. I'm not telling Noah.
0: Yeah. This is like his third project yeah. ever. And there's a bunch of screaming children. Yep. And he's shouting how to beat various bosses in Double Dragon. Yes. And he clearly doesn't know what he's talking about, but he's trying. He's just like, now tonight I'm going to give you guys and some of our Double Dragon fans a little uh, a little tip here in playing Double Dragon 5, The Shadow Falls. Okay, now here's a first tip. To finish Billy Lee. You gotta use the standing hard punch. That always gets Billy Lee. Now, secondly, to finish the Shadow Master, you have to use the standing hard kick. You know, the Shadow Master can't fight the standing hard kick. And third, to finish the ice pick, you gotta use the crouching medium punch. I I don't know, this is better than the standing hard kick. The
1: crouching medium punch gets him every time, and that's all I can tell you about tips on on, uh, Double Dragon 5. My biggest note is uh, 24-year-old Will Arnett Seems older than in his 40s, Will Arnett?
0: He looks so old. It's so weird. I don't know if it's because he has more hair.
1: (laughs) I think because he has this, like, that unflattering, like, slicked back jersey. Yeah. Yeah. What's the matter, you? And then after he cut his hair, he looks a little bit younger and a little bit more, like, normal. Mm. But, yeah, it's Will Arnett, and that's kind of neat. But he's not, he's... Not Will Arnett yet.
0: No, not at all.
1: He's MTV VJ variant Will Arnett.
0: Yes, it's very strange.
1: So then the, uh, the next award is Best Comedy, and this is presented by Charles Fleischer, mm-hmm. who is best known as the voice of Roger Rabbit. Yes. Uh, Roger Rabbit is huge at this point. Mm-hmm. Uh, Roger Rabbit is a strange case because Disney was building up Roger Rabbit to be the next big thing. Yeah. If you went to what is now Hollywood Studios and Disney, Roger Rabbit was everywhere. Yeah. He, he was up there with Mickey. He's uh, huge. They in the, in the Disneyland fun sing-along video, uh, he does Zippity-Doo-Dah. Yeah. And it's him riding Splash Mountain. hmm So, Roger Rabbit is huge at this point. Roger Rabbit fades away over time because of right, uh, rights issues. Well, Roger Rabbit
0: never really does anything else after Who Framed Roger Rabbit. Like, there's not, like, Roger Rabbit 2. And, like, there's not, like, a syndicated cartoon about Roger Rabbit. Like, he pops up. But, like, there's never another Roger Rabbit project.
1: There are some short films that air.
0: I I remember, like... I remember one with him and baby Huey, or Hugo, I think. The, baby the Herman. Herman, Herman. Uh, Tummy Trouble? Yes, but I almost feel like that was to promote the film.
1: Uh, it was released with Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. Yes,
0: I remember watching And it
1: this. was the year after. It might have been to promote the Roger Rabbit being on VHS. Uh, there's also Roller Coaster Rabbit, which airs with Dick Tracy in 1990. And Trail Mix-Up, which was released with a far-off place in 1993.
0: That makes a lot of sense because for some reason I've always tied Roger Rabbit and Dick Tracy together in my brain. Yes. And I never knew why.
1: Uh, Because Roller Coaster Rabbit was with Dick Tracy. And actually there were posters in movie theaters promoting Roller Coaster Rabbit. Like... Huh. You know, it's a special added short attraction, playing exclusively with Dick Tracy. So it actually had dedi- these shorts had dedicated, um, like dedicated posters, because they did Disney did this in the early '90s, it's where we get the infamous Runaway Brain cartoon, mm-hmm. and they stopped for a while in like the mid to late mid '90s, up through the early 2010s, and then we start to see these shorts come back. Right. Uh, Pixar always does them
0: yes Pixar is, but has Disney incredible
1: ones. uh Disney kind of sc- comes and goes on doing them uh because they started doing them again with get a horse
0: yes get a horse is really
1: good get a horse is one of the few like good uses of CG uh 3d
0: yes uh
1: and this is facts about Roger rabbit
0: yes uh that being said I hate this man
1: He does time, not well. Because
0: what he's doing is stand up at a video game thing, which is the thing I do. Oh no. And he does it poorly. Like, his first joke is like...
1: Since this is Cybermania, I would now like to do a joke in the digital format, that of course being binary, the language that all these devices function in. And to make it slightly risque, it's going to be a dirty joke. 101 111010111. 100, 100, 100. Oh, 111111 Oh. 100. Oh.
0: <laughs> I hate this because I call that guys, it's time for a Noah rant.
1: No I call some that ranting.
0: I call that a page 1 joke. When I sit down to write jokes, I always throw away page one because page one is the easy, obvious, not going to do well crap. I was like, ah, video games, technology, binary. I'll yell ones and zeros. Of course you will. All all you're doing is showing that you don't know anything. Mm -hmm. So when he opens with that, I'm like, oh, this guy, he better not be up here long. And then he's up there long. I'm just like, I hate everything about this guy. And then he starts being upset that the Palm Pilot doesn't actually work. It has a sticker on it. Yeah. I was like, I don't care, dude. Like, you are... All you're doing is stopping me from getting the thing that I'm watching this for.
1: Yes. I hate you. And he's supposed to be presenting an award.
0: Yes. I hated it.
1: So then we get the nominees for Best Comedy.
0: Oh my God. (laughs) These are the, the, the nominees for the Best comedy game I'm Your Man I have no idea what that is
1: I have the note of it's an
0: interactive movie that's news to me I I don't know what that is either I I think that's just one of those video games that existed in the 90s on a CD-ROM that was mostly just collections of short videos that you pretended was a game like it was a point and click non-adventure yes
1: yes the Wacky World
0: of Miniature Goth with Eugene Levy. Epically terrible game.
1: If you want well, Noah to stream it on Twitch, let us know in the comments.
0: I don't think, I don't think you're going to. It is an epically terrible game on the Philips CDI. Uh, then Bugs Bunny's Rabbit Rampage, which is one of my favorite games of all time. Yeah? It is a Super Nintendo game that, like, I did a whole podcast, I'll link to it, about what the funniest video game of all time is. Okay. And one of the first thing I say is, we have to disqualify all point-and-click adventures. Because that's just funny writing. What makes a funny video game is really hard to do. Yes. Bugs Bunny's Rabbit Rampage does it. The mechanics of how to play are funny. Cool. So cuz like here's here's a brief example. The first level's in the snow and you're f- and the the boss is Elmer Fudd. And you have to like go through the woods because it's rabbit season. Yeah. You know, kind of like a classic joke. You then get to the next level, 1-2. As you're standing there, a bullet is shot And it runs into the title screen and jumbles the number. And now you're in 2-1. And then all of a sudden it's cowboy themed. Oh, that's so cool. I was like, oh, that's brilliant. And then like every level has different power-ups you can pick up that like make sense for that world. Like when you do the bullfighting, you can grab anvils and do the like... The matador Olay And it runs into an anvil But that's not available In the next level Because the next level Has wind up tanks To blow up Marvin the Martian It's So well done And it's One of those games Where like You'll be walking around And all of a sudden The animator Will draw an extra bad guy Yeah Like It's great Meta humor Ahead of its time On the Super Nintendo There's also dating And I don't know It's ripped here (laughs) Do you have what the other game was? Dating something?
1: I uh, I have... uh, Dating and Mating.
0: Dating and Mating. Which is another like CGI or CGI. Yeah, yeah. C-D-I. Collection of short videos because YouTube doesn't exist yet. And the winner is the Wacky World of Miniature Golf. If you don't know what that is, Watch the game Grumps play. They did two episodes of it, and it's the most frustrating thing ever. Because it's not a game. Okay. It is a video with, like, you can see sort of, like, miniature golf stuff, like a windmill going Mm -hmm. around. And then you have to choose when you hit the X button for you to swing to go through the, the windmill. There's only one moment where you get through. And if you're not pressing the X button at that time, you get a video of a ball rolling, hitting the windmill, and rolling back. And it's that for 18 holes. It's not always a windmill, but it's a frustrating... It's
1: 18 very narrow quick time events.
0: Yeah, quick time events where you don't know when you're supposed to hit the button. And all it's happening is it's delaying your ability... To see the next cutscene. Yes. Which is your ball rolling towards a hole. <laughs> and it wins!
1: And Eugene Levy's not even there! I mean, if you think this award show isn't rigged... People got to vote on Prodigy. Okay, honey. <laughs> uh, then we get an ad break that I took notes on. Oh, Alright. We get the Double Dragon ad. And then somewhere... I wonder if there was a... Like, time where it crossed Watershed or something, because uh, we start getting heavy advertising for Double Dragon.
0: Yes, which I love that movie, and it's not good. Uh, This is also where I turn to you and go, what the heck is Earth 2? Earth 2 is an NBC show that ran one season, but is really, really long. Yes. So we'll probably never do it unless there is high demand for it. And don't just demand it because I said it just now. <laughs> Actually really want it.
1: <laughs> uh, we also get a car- one of the old Cartoon Network Super Chunk ads. Oh, yes. Which made me really happy. Because I loved uh, Cartoon Network. And the Super Chunk ad just made me really happy. Because mm-hmm. it was just a thing I had not seen In so long, because it was, like, the early, like, call your cable provider and ask for Cartoon Network Yes,
0: because I did not get Cartoon Network until very late.
1: I got it in late elementary school. Uh, I feel like I got it in, like, third or fourth grade.
0: I think it was much later for me.
1: So, then we get back, and Al Gore wrote a letter. I don't have the content of the letter, it's very much the Al Gore invented the internet. Yes,
0: yeah, that happens. We also get uh, another moment where uh, Leslie Nielsen is talking, and jugglers come out and juggle, mm-hmm. and the jugglers suck. Yes, they're just like dropping stuff and not being good jugglers. I think at they're
1: all. supposed to.
0: You think they're supposed to be bad jugglers? Yes. I don't think that's a good career I move think the on the jugglers.
1: I think the bit here. Is that Leslie Nielsen is doing deadpan Leslie Nielsen things while chaos happens behind him?
0: Yes. I'd imagine that the juggling should still be good. There shouldn't be moments where stuff gets dropped and then people make a big all shucks motion.
1: <laughs> best art and graphics.
0: Yes, best art and graphics.
1: The nominees are Mist.
0: Mist, that makes sense.
1: Toonland.
0: That's just cartoons.
1: Ocean life.
0: That's just actual pictures of fish. Space, a visual history. That's just actual pictures and videos of space.
1: Macworld Interactive.
0: It's just a bunch of videos.
1: The winner is mercifully missed.
0: Good. <laughs>
1: like, I was like, yeah, the graphics are better, but he, they were up against photos. <laughs> and then we get the Governor's Achievement Award for VR, which goes to iWorks Entertainment.
0: Yes. And then we get
1: a cutaway where they discuss that Doom is leading on Prodigy, but Mortal Kombat's leading on the 900 number. Yeah. We go to an Orlando, Florida arcade, and we have a female presenter whose name I do not catch.
0: I don't catch—it's so loud. Yes. It is so loud at this one.
1: And she provides a clue to Ren and Stimpy's game— which would not be released for another week.
0: Yes. Uh, Ren and Stimpy's, oh, what is it called? It's like stupidity or stu. Uh, it's a game I've played. Uh, the Ren and Stimpy show, Time Warp? Time Warp? Maybe it was Time Warp. Uh, but like, I remember playing it and it was like, you went into Ren's mouth? No, time Stimpy's warp, mouth.
1: Time Warp lines up with the timeline. Yeah. Because it Stim- has a release date of November ninety four.
0: Like And you had to throw the helmet, the Happy Happy Joy Joy helmet onto Ren and stuff like that. Uh, she gives out a clue for, like, level four, which I think is the last level. Oh, my God. So, like, it's so strange to just kind of think, like, imagine if, like, before Last of Us Part 2 came out, there was an award show giving hints on how to beat the last boss which meant they said who the last boss was out loud. Like, think about that. (laughs) That's insanity. Uh, I also want to point out how terrible this girl is because she does this weird thing where she asks, who do you think is going to win best game? And then says, what's your name? It's like, that is not the order of operations. (laughs) And then my absolute favorite, she goes, who do you think is going to win best game? And the kid just goes,
1: me. Because you asked an 11-year-old.
0: <laughs> and he's like, you think you're going to win? And then the kid like panicked and shrugs.
1: <laughs> then we get two cyber stories back to back. Yes. Let's the first do... one's about Aerosmith. Oh, we... was, was the first one Aerosmith? Oh, no, excuse me. The first one is about hackers. Yes. They actually. And it's so long. They actually
0: have the real Zero Cool. They actually have Zero the Hacker,
1: who's dressed like the people from Hackers. Uh, <laughs> I do have a note that the movie Hackers is actively filming during this.
0: It's insane. Uh, but, like, this is also at peak technophobia of hackers. Mm hmm. Because nobody knew what hackers were yet. Yeah. So they're like, yeah, they can just go into banks and like rob and steal all <laughs> and your steal money. Steal all your money and disappear. You know, like think anonymous. But no one everyone believes that they can do anything. Yeah. And they dress like they're in the Matrix.
1: <laughs> and they dress like Johnny Lee Miller and Angelina Jolie in the movie Hackers. In the movie Hackers, before the movie
0: Hackers comes out. Like, you used, we used to make fun of Hackers so much because, like, how unrealistic it is. Yeah. But if their only research was the video game awards of Cybermania 94, I would totally understand.
1: And again, I, I think this goes right back in line with the entire aesthetic of the show of the 90s were more 90s than we thought they were. Because I think that flies in the face of the 80s. Because I feel like we're always finding out the 80s were less 80s than we thought they were. Yeah. Because uh, I think about Stranger Things a lot with that. Of Stranger Things is a relatively realistic version of the 80s as compared to other versions where everybody is over-the-top, crunchy hair, neon makeup. Mm-hmm. Like, everybody looks like that in versions of the 80s.
0: Uh I also looked into one of the hackers. Yeah. Death Vegetable or Vegetilla. Uh, still an active hacker. Good for them. They have their own like weird uh, hacking website. It was called like UCow or something. And if you go to it, he's trying to recreate like 80s internet. So it's all like black screen, green text.
1: Oh, that's fun.
0: It was very silly. Um, so that's the hackers thing. Now we're on to Aerosmith.
1: Yeah. It's a feature on Aerosmith being pioneers of like the virtual genre. Yes. And I'm realizing that Aerosmith at this point is at peak. We'll put our names on anything.
0: Yes. But we won't show up for Cybermania. At least Steven Tyler will we'll not send one guy.
1: Yeah, it's like the drummer. And it's still a video package.
0: It's still a video package. He's not actually there. And they're talking about how revolutionary Revolution X is. You know anything about Revolution X?
1: I do not off the top of my head.
0: Revolution X is a game where you fire CDs at bad guys. It is famous because it is one of the first games to get caught Uh, being rigged oh! your character will take damage even if nothing hits you so you have to put more quarters in because it's an arcade game but it's cutting edge here at Cybermania 94 some things don't age well
1: yeah I mean this is a couple years before Rock and Roller Coaster Rock and Roller Coaster's announced about three and a half years after this the nominees for best musical, best musical. Like, what are we doing now? No idea. Explorer by Peter Gabriel. Video Jam. The artist formerly known as Prince. The Game.
0: Yes, which they put the symbol up for. Yes. Which I thought
1: was fun. Uh, freak Show, The Residents, and Uptown Blues. I did a little research.
0: Oh, thank God, because I was like, I don't know what any of this is supposed to be.
1: Um. Uh, the Prince game was never gonna win in this mass market um, all ages show. The Prince game is the horniest game <laughs> that may have ever existed in this time period.
0: Yeah, I remember thinking as I was watching this like I want to do a stream of every single one of these games, but I don't think I could do the Prince game.
1: <laughs> you probably can because it's still 1990 standards. It wasn't like an NC. This wasn't like an AO or M game. Well, I mean, this is like 1994
0: is when the ESRB is formed, I believe.
1: I think the ESR the ESRB is in reaction to Night Trap, which was put out in '92. Um,
0: I thought it was in well that and Mortal Kombat, which is up for Game of the Year.
1: The ESRB forms in September 94. I
0: almost think there's a cyber story about it. I think we actually do get a little bit of like yeah, there's ratings now. I, it, it, I don't have it in my notes.
1: But yeah, I, I found someone who had found uh, the artist formerly known as Prince the Game uh, which also is the shorthand name Prince Interactive. Okay. It's an adventure puzzle game. Uh, Mashable found it. And they did an article called, We Found a Copy of Prince's 1994 Video Game, You're Welcome. Ooh. It's a point and click adventure. Uh, It has a little bit of, you know, there's a little bit of skin. Uh, Here is a Mashable quote. It's unapologetically weird, aggressively sexual, and steeped in the psychedelic future funk vibe that pre- defined the Purple One's 90s heyday.
0: Excellent.
1: So, it is out of print and apparently difficult to find. Uh, Mashable article had to run it on an old laptop that still had XP.
0: Yeah. Like, there's a lot of... I'd love to just stream, like, old 90s computer games. But, like, they just won't run anymore. Yeah. And the things they will run on, it's really hard to stream on. So. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that being said, uh, I do kind of remember, like, getting CDs and find like CD-ROMs and mm-hmm. then finding music on it.
1: Yes, that used to be a big thing with PlayStation games too. PlayStation
0: yes, one. that was very very common with PlayStation games. But I remember distinctly, like, I had this big stack of just CDs because my parents didn't really understand video games, so they're like, we found this catch this thing of like. 20 CD-ROMs for a dollar, and, like, they all had demos on them. Uh, But I remember I put in my Windows 95 uh, CD-ROM just to see if there was, like, anything else in it. And there was a video game on it that was, like, Capture the Flag with Cars. Mm -hmm. And the music video to Buddy Holly by Weezer. Oh, my God. And that's how I discovered Weezer. (laughs) I was like, this is great. I love happy days. So, like, this at the time is becoming a very, like... They're trying to figure out how CD-ROMs and music can work together. And they never really figure it out. But they do give an award to Peter Gabriel.
1: Yes. Um, We also then check in on the SimCity pair. Yes. And... Uh, I am affronted because no one has sicked Godzilla on their city. No, not once. That was the fun of SimCity. Like, OG SimCity was, like, making your little city and then having multiple natural disasters happen Oh, no, there's aliens and plagues. And mostly Godzilla. Godzilla and locusts. So, uh, there's an ad. I write about the ad breaks again. Uh, There's a TNT uh, TV movie called In Search of Dr. Seuss that I think I wrote down... Because it's a possible bonus episode later. I've seen it.
0: It's great. I would like it's to It's
1: legitimately see it. great. So I, I, and it's all on YouTube. So I thought that was a potential future bonus episode. So I think that's why I wrote it down. And then we get an ad for NFL 95 that is like, we stole Troy Aikman's brain.
0: Yes. And it's
1: really just unnerving. And we, we talk about this in our last bonus episode about, hey, remember that commercial? Mm-hmm. About how video game ads used to be just uniquely disturbing for some reason. Yeah. And this one's no exception. Mm-hmm. This is not one we talked about on the podcast, but this just falls right in line with those.
0: Yeah. And like in the 90s, there was a lot of like gross out humor. Like, yes. Like, oh, the chance to show like a brain in a jar. Perfect.
1: Mm-hmm. So then Leslie Nielsen brings out two people from Pricewaterhouse. Uh, Price Waterhouse is the statistics firm behind every major award show. Mm-hmm. I almost feel like he does this to make it look legitimate. That makes sense. Uh, because this is before their Price Cooper Waterhouse, and they get in trouble with the La La Land Moonlight incident. Yeah. So this is back when there's a lot more legitimacy to them. Yes. And then we get uh, best interactive simulation strategy game. Yeah. Uh, the nominees are, Sim City,
0: yeah, which has the word Sim in the title.
1: Dune Two.
0: Dune, yeah.
1: Flight Simulator Five.
0: That's still around.
1: Castles Two: Siege and Conquest.
0: Not, don't know what that is. And
1: Forever Growing Garden.
0: Uh, oh yeah, I have to include the quote for Forever Growing Garden: the fast-paced, cutthroat world of gardening. Oh, wow. <laughs> you know, you, you know all the people who are cutting people's fingers off with garden shears so well, that, that they can make their pumpkins grow a little bit better.
1: Uh, City wins. Yes.
0: Which makes sense.
1: And then we get another presentation of a special award that Shelley Duvall presents in a colossal flower crown. Like very Gen Z two years ago at Coachella. Yes. And she does a feature on We Get a Cyber Story on Internet in Education. And there's two winners. There is an interactive book called Ruff's Bone, which looks a lot like computer games interactive books that you grew up with. Yeah. And the other is a weird addiction stories program called Addiction and Its Processes, where I guess you click on a kid's face and they tell you their horrifying addiction story. Yes. It's.
0: I finally found myself at the age of 17. I was hooked, addicted to drugs, to heroin, to cocaine or LSD. And finally, I, all I had to do was raise my hand and say, Hi, I'm an alcoholic and I need help. Unbelievable. And I get, my guess was they didn't want to have people lose at this. Like, they didn't want to bring on educational games and then show them losing. But all it does is just fail to spotlight other things. So it's weird that they're just like, we're gonna give out two awards to these two people and there's not nominees.
1: Yes. So we then get an update. Doom is in the lead on Prodigy and the 900 line is tied between NBA Jam and Mortal Kombat. Vote now. And then we get another ad for Double Dragon where they call it 2007. Instead of 2007, yeah, 2007. Thing I noticed, and we get a featurette on computer game creation.
0: Yes, let's show you how games are made, and then the camera moves and goes negative because we're entering video games. Yes, we are then not told how games are made.
1: (laughs) Nope. Then we get best interactive sports video game. Yeah. And we get an awkward football sketch, and the ball that was clearly supposed to be on the podium is missing. Like, there was clearly supposed to be a preset ball. ball yeah. Because they keep going, where's the football?
0: Yeah, where's the football? And where's visibly football?
1: being confused. The nominees are...
0: Well, they also make the THX sound, which makes me hate them. Yes. Marla, you know, Leslie forgot to tell the audience that today's show is being
1: powered by THX sound. <laughs> the nominees are... NBA Jam. Hey, that's up for best game overall. FIFA Soccer. That's still around. NHL 94. All right, that makes sense. Ken Griffey Jr. presents Major League Baseball. All right, yeah, the baseball game. Caesars World of Boxing. It's uh, a
0: boxing game presented by a series of casinos?
1: Sports Illustrated Multimedia Almanac 94. What? <laughs> QB1.
0: Okay, because you're a quarterback. Okay.
1: Great day at the races.
0: That's about horse betting. That's not a
1: sport. And the winner is... Caesar's World of Boxing. Again, I'm pretty sure... I think there's a legitimacy possibly to game of the year, but I think the rest of these are payoffs.
0: I don't think so, just because all you're doing is making yourself look bad. Because it's kind of implying you didn't nominate the right games for Game of the Year. Because your Game of the Year's nominees keep losing.
1: Fair enough. It's so weird. Uh, The guy who accepts the award for Caesar's World of Boxing looks like the guy who should be shutting down a scrappy little award show. Yes. He's the villain in an 80s or 90s kids movie who's shutting down the community center. Yeah, exactly. Now... We get two champions squaring off at WCW Super Brawl: Lord Steven Regal yes. and Flying Brian Pillman. Yes, indeed. So I lo- next note: Regal, heart, heart, heart. Yes, because I love William Regal, and this is William Regal. He was just under the ring name Lord Steven Regal at this time. Yeah,
0: that's who he goes by in WCW. Yes. Uh, so, so many problems. Let me list some problems for you. Sure. This is yet another bit where Leslie Nielsen is talking. And chaos is breaking out behind them because Brian and William Regal are fighting over the video game they're playing, which is not visible in the shot. Right. Second, if you wanted to maintain viewers from WCW Saturday night, why is this so late in the show? Yeah, that's absolutely true. My only thought is during that episode of WCW Saturday Night, they might have mentioned that William Regal and Brian Pillman were going to be there. Yeah. And they didn't want it to happen too early. So they were like, uh, so the idea of people being like, I'm going to keep watching until I see what Regal does.
1: That's an interesting thing this show is missing. Uh, most other award shows have coming up.
0: Yeah. None Lord Steven
1: Regal and Flying Brian Pillman. Coming up, Lark Voorhees. Like... They don't have who the upcoming presenters are going to be that would make people excited.
0: Yeah, that kept people watching when they went to commercial. So they start fighting and then some little people come out and start fighting. Yes. And as we learn from Botchamania slash Regal's book, this is supposed to end with Leslie Nielsen firing a gun to get them to stop. Yeah, they add the gunshot in post, but it doesn't go off live. Right. So you could tell that they're like, "Well, there wasn't a gunshot, so do we keep going?"
1: And then it ends with Nielsen. Well, d- during this whole thing, Nielsen is doing a monologue about violence in gaming. To my eyes, have seen the glory of the coming of the Lord. Yes. And at the end, he menaces off Pillman and Regal with the gun. Yeah. It's
0: an okay bit.
1: So then, uh, Robert Culp and an actress whose name I do not catch present best voiceover actress. Yes.
0: And the first thing we hear is, do I start or do, I, do, you? do you? Who starts? <laughs> Very professional. Sounds great.
1: <laughs> the nominees are Grace Sabrisky, Voyeur, which is the game Robert Culp is also in. Yes. Eileen Weissinger, Weisinger, Critical Path. Tanya Kaiser, Man Enough, and Virginia Caper for Gabriel Knight.
0: So I guess it's important to really understand is there's very few voiceover in video games yet. Right. We're not in the Kingdom Hearts era where we can give awards to Mandy Moore for being heiress. We're in this era where if there is voice acting, you also see the person and it's a VG... What is it? Not VGA. VF... FMV. FMV. Full motion video. Yeah, it's a... So those are the people who are being nominated here.
1: The winner is Grace Sabrisky from Voyeur.
0: Voyeur is a terrible game, which is like Rear Window, where like you are in your apartment and you're using a telescope to spy on your neighbors until you get enough information that you can call the police with enough evidence to put someone in prison.
1: Yeah, it's like Rear Window. <laughs> it's barely a game. But it's a winner. Best male actor is the girl who plays Jenna from Blossom and an older man whose name I do not catch. But I actually have the note here of like the presenters are very weirdly matched and this is kind of creepy. Yes. Because she's very young looking and he's very old looking. Mm -hmm. The nominees are Robert Culp. Voyeur. Yeah, he's the we know he's there. I wonder if he'll win. Leonard Nimoy Star Trek 25th Anniversary. Oh no, he's
0: up against a real actor, so he'll lose.
1: Tim Curry Gabriel Knight. Oh, Tim Curry is one of the greatest video game actors of all time. Space. Wait, he's one of the greatest voice actors of all time. Yes, indeed. Smashing. And Christian Erickson Mega Race. Weirdly, the winner is Robert Cole, the guy who's there.
0: Yes. Remember how I said way back at the beginning of this podcast that the people who accept awards don't do speeches? Robert Cole has decided to take everyone's unused time and deliver a monologue about the beauty of his work. Yeah. Dude, no. <laughs> Stop. You are very much not Leonard Nimoy. And I'm grumpy about that.
1: I would have settled for 90s Tim Curry. That would, 90s Tim Curry is never settling. Oh, did you mention that Mickey Rooney was also up for an award? Was nominated for this? For Day at the Races? I did not have him for some reason. Yeah. I, I think I got distracted. Mickey Rooney's up for
0: an award here. You know
1: what happened? I looked up the plot of Gabriel Knight because I was like, what game was Tim Curry in?
0: Could you imagine all these people being in the same room? And forming a tight knit group of celebrities that leaves out Robert Cole because who is he? Yeah. Unbelievable.
1: So, I next have the note of Entertainment Weekly called this uh, surreal. Uh, we get the end of the Sim City.
0: Oh, oh, the big reveal! Who wins? Who's a better city player planner according to Sim City? It's time for the big reveal. Mike won. Yeah, that's that's it. that there's no like banner. They don't show like scores. No, that would imply or how it was judged. What happened or footage or or tell the story of why he won It's just like, yeah, this is a thing that happened over there that no one else saw. Are you excited?
1: So then we start to wind down the show. Uh, we get a cool uh, ad for... There was apparently a game piece with Double Dragon that you could like pick up in a Sam Goody. So if you had certain pictures, you won oh, certain yes. prizes.
0: Yeah, it was just like...
1: I was like, oh, I missed this crap.
0: Yeah, you had to go to Sam Goody and buy something, and then you got your game piece, and hopefully your image was what showed up, and you got to see Double Dragon.
1: <laughs> and they, there was four different ones. I just don't have what they all were because it was too fast
0: it was really quick
1: so uh there's some other ads we get like ads for super return of the jedi and the indiana jones game which i'm like oh these look really good
0: uh my favorite was the uh the ad for the casio watch yes because it was an exciting time where we had learned the technology of how to make a watch light up yeah yeah and that was very special and if you bought one you got a $5 rebate on the film speed
1: oh my god
0: <laughs> incredible
1: so we get that and then we get the nom- we get the announcement of game of the year yes and it is Mortal Kombat Mortal Kombat Excuse wins me. Mortal Kombat <laughs>
0: <laughs> a game that was not up for any other awards Because there was not
1: like a fighting game.
0: Really? Because Street Fighter 2 is up for best action game.
1: Well, I'm saying there wasn't a fighting game category, which I think is interesting. They nominated like 10 games for action game and did not
0: nominate Mortal Kombat, but they did nominate Street Fighter 2, Return to Zork, and Jump Raven. Yes. (laughs) And then Mortal Kombat wins game of the year. Yep. Yep. This is so
1: stupid. And then the show closes on Leslie Nielsen telling a cheap joystick joke in front of a 13-year-old boy yep. who immediately glows, well, that's awkward.
0: Yes. It is a page one joke playing with your joystick like every kid has made that joke playing a video game. Yeah. Actually, maybe not anymore because we don't use the term joystick anymore. Right. Uh, I don't know how much we were using the word joystick at this point. I mean, arcades are still popular, but most people would be saying controller. Yeah. And then the credits happen. Yep. Guys, I'm still not over this. In the credits is the name Jeff Keeley. Yes. You know him as the host of every video game thing ever after G4 shut down. Hell, he was on G4. Jeff Keeley is listed as a consultant or I want to say producer, but that seems
1: insane. Jeff Keeley is billed as the Interactive Product Specialist.
0: <laughs> I... Kid, lose my mind. Kid when I
1: who knows this. what a video game is, who must have been like a consultant. Cause
0: first thing I yell is, gotta be a different person. And then you show me a picture of like how it started, how it's going, and it's from Jeff Keeley's Twitter of him putting a picture of CyberMania 99. I was like, no, that doesn't make sense. He would have had to have been 16. He was 14 <laughs> I cannot believe this. Yep. He's been doing the Video Game Awards his entire life. Yeah. It's him. Oh my god, it was baffling. I had to get up and walk around. I almost had to get up and walk around now talking about it because it blows my mind that it's the same Jeff Keighley. Yep. Anyway, that's the end of the show. Yep. Uh, any any fun research that we didn't get to that you wanted to bring up?
1: No, I was pretty much kind of putting it in as we spoke.
0: Yeah, I don't I don't think we had anything kind of hidden away. Uh, I don't have the code to unlock Akuma, so if that's what you were hoping for out of this podcast, I'm sorry I don't have that at the ready. Uh, so then I would say it is verdict time.
1: Obviously, the video game awards have returned in another way, but with this format, I would have to say it's a Stay Doomed. Yeah? Yeah, It's confusing it is uh, the audience is unclear the format is unclear video game they kind of go all the way out into all of these different things when they're talking about video game meccas I almost think they would have been better off having an Xavier Woods goes to the arcade type walkthrough Yeah, where they do it before this place opens and you have Will Arnett walking you through and going like this is what an arcade is this is where your kids are spending all your money, adults.
0: It's, it's so baffling to me that they have so little gameplay footage. And they don't throw up text that says the code. Yeah. Because, like, this is 1994. There's a good chance people are taping this on VHS. I would like to be able to pause it and write down that code. Yeah. Because you know what's not happening? People sitting there with the game up yeah. on one TV and watching this on another, being like, how do I beat this Double Dragon guy? Let me watch this scene. Let me listen to Will Arnett in New Jersey scream over an arcade. It's just, it's it screams people in suits going, video games are popular, right? Let's make that money.
1: yes. It's a state dude. Yes.
0: Unbelievable. So that's going to do it for Cybermania 94. What are we watching next week?
1: Uh, We're watching the 2021 reboot of Legends of the Hidden Temple.
0: Yes, as voted by our lovely patrons.
1: Yep, and we will also listen to Noah be grumpy about not being able to be on the 2021 reboot of Legends of the Hidden Temple.
0: Yeah. I'm especially grumpy nowadays about Legend of the Hidden Temple and my lack of involvement.
1: And to find out why, you'll have to wa- listen next week.
0: Yes. So thank you so much for listening or watching if you're watching on YouTube to this edition of Stay Doomed. Where can people find us?
1: You can email us at the Stay Doomed Show at gmail.com or on Facebook and Twitter at Stay Doomed.
0: And if you think that you can beat a mayor at SimCity, I'm at Plus Two Comedy.
1: If you're pr- Pretty sure that your dream job at 14 was telling adults how to talk about video games in a how do you do fellow kids type way? I'm at Bean Bunny Lives. Until next time, stay doomed.